0: another hope message from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifeau.org.
1: It is such an honour to have you joining us for Easter and this amazing reminder that every one of us are fully known by a loving Father. I think at times, Easter, Christmas, and even possibly many other important events can over the process of time lose their richness of what and even who they represent. And the truth is, if we're not careful, we can lose sight of the deeper meaning and the beauty of the day that we find ourselves in. I think Easter brings to many of us the wonder of an Easter egg hunt or two, especially if you have children or grandkids running around. And I'm the first to admit that I've got a leaning towards the hot cross bun section of the supermarket. In fact, I would say the heaven sent. I still remember working for my parents in the bakery and the night before Easter, before we shut shop, all night from sunset to sunrise, making hot cross buns. I think it was more than 3,500 in one night. And I must admit, I might have pinched one or two. But seriously, Easter was founded on the greatest event in all of human history the life, the death, and then the resurrection of Jesus, God's Son, here on our Earth. The outcome of those three days literally changed the course of humanity. It opened the door for all of us to personally be able to know and experience the unconditional love of our Heavenly Father, to personally experience the freedom that comes with being forgiven and the release of shame as it's lifted from us. And then further the discovery that every one of us are fully known. It was King David that experienced that he was known. And he writes in Psalm 139, oh Lord, You have searched me and it's You that knows me. You know when I'm sitting down, you know when I'm rising up, You understand my thought from afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down. In fact, you're acquainted with all of my ways. I think Easter reveals and reminds us that every one of us are known by our loving heavenly Father. King David went on, he said, if I ascend to heaven, you're there. But even if I find my bed in hell, you're there if I take the wings of the morning, if I dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there, it's your hand that leads me and it's your right hand that upholds me. I think David came to a point of understanding because God is God, that we are never alone. And if we would just focus in on the fact that we are known, we would lean into Him. He goes on and he says you formed my inward parts you covered me even while I was in my mother's womb so now because I know that I will praise you cuz I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made marvelous are your works and my soul knows that well I've found freedom on the inside cuz now I can settle my value my purpose my reason for being and then he concludes how precious god also are your thoughts to me. Oh God, how great is the sum or the total package of how you see me. You love me completely. I seriously believe that once we know that we are known, when we can enter personally into a relationship with the God that created us, everything in life begins to make sense. As a father and now as a grandfather, I think my greatest pain is when I see a child hurting. You know that feeling of when they get sick, you just wanna take that pain from them because you long for that pain to be lifted. Our Heavenly Father is the same with us. And on the other side of the coin, the greatest win is when you discover your children begin to understand their value and how they personally can discover God for themselves. Every one of us, carry this deep inner longing for a number of things. One of them is that we could know, understand what life is all about. But I think even deeper than that is that we long to be known, that someone would value and somebody would be there for us. That's the message of Easter. It's powerful and it's life transforming. Someone who never knew there was a Father in heaven but now has come to discover that he is known, is Wade. And I'm gonna take some time with Wade to talk about his journey in discovering that he was known. For me, it's such an honor to have you joining us here at Easter, Wade, welcome. Yeah, thanks Paul, it's uh, yeah, great to be here. Tell us a little bit about the environment that you grew up in.
2: I definitely had no idea about God. Grew up in a pretty standard New Zealand family, I'd suppose, you know, with parents and a sister and a couple of cats.
1: So you had nothing in your journey of life that suggested you were known by God or there was a God. Did you ever think about that?
2: I spent a lot of time, I guess, trying to think about there being ways of, of living yeah. um, and values, but there was, there was nothing to pin them on. Really, when I was trying to work life out for myself, I realised that it wasn't yeah, built on anything. Yeah. So what changed that? I started to think about ideas of you know, love and where does that come from? And I'd reflect on myself and it would always be a, like a very selfish sort of love. Yeah. I'd seen there be authentic kindness in this world and I'd seen there be authentic love and, and I just needed to find where that came from.
1: And where did church turn up? Because you had no yeah. background. I mean, how did you get to come to church?
2: I just thought maybe Christians had some idea about it.
1: <laughs> some,
2: at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I started searching for ideas around Christianity and um, eventually stumbled across the live stream at Life Church okay. and watched it. And uh, yeah, I thought, well, at least it's a big church, so I could hop in, watch
1: so from. Say anonymous, yep.
2: Exactly.
1: You've heard me say it so many times we're not into religion, we're into a relationship with a. God that knows us and loves us and accepts us where we're yeah. at what shifted in your life and what would you say to somebody that has a question for me it's sort of
2: um, not don't worry about all those rules giving God the chance to come into my life and right. and just opening myself up a little bit to him and uh, you know he came
1: in and you know cleaned things up and and showed me way. some people might say you've been brainwashed would you say you're being brainwashed how is it for you is it personal or is it something that you kind of now wrap yourself in or is it more internal than external?
2: I'll never forget you know walking down the street after a day at work and just feeling like you know my heart's being massaged open and and sometimes there'll just be moments that you can't deny that it's God.
1: Yeah. It's awesome. So on the outside I mean great parents, a sister you love, I mean a together young guy uni, What was it then that brought you to a place where it's not enough? Feeling as if I could achieve
2: anything and, you know, being able to have accomplishments. But then for looking back and and going, you know, what what is that for? And, And, you know,
1: what does it matter? You know, does this life mean anything? But again, you talk about you had this meeting point with God. What was that?
2: about three days after I was baptized, um, I, was, I was at work and I'd been warned to take it easy after my baptism but I didn't listen and you know, <laughs> kept at life at its paces and uh, got called into a meeting with my boss and we're talking about some things and I just, it just all started pouring out and um, I started crying for probably the first time in, in eight years um, and at first, I had no idea why I was crying. It was just, just flowing, um, and, and, you know, my boss was so confused, going, "What's wrong?" And I said, "Nothing. I, I uh, became a Christian and I got baptized the other day, and I think I just started to realize what that, you know, what that means." Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was at that point that I, I really felt God. Um, and I I hopped on the bus and cried the whole way home and just sat there for for two days. Um, Yeah, really taking in, you know, that that God is with me and that that he's always been there. And um, this this is something
1: that, you know, can't be let go of and it's, yeah, it's incredible. So amazing. You know, I wanna thank you for coming in and just being a part of this Easter. sharing your story. The truth is, I think for all of us that we've got this inner part of who we are that longs to be loved. You know, I say as a father, it's kind of like we we long to have the arms of security and belief around us. And God is that God. He's a God that came to earth. He died for us. He, he, He went all the way so that we would fully be able to know Him and to know that we're knowing. And I just thank God that God can reach any one of us. Sometimes we look at others and think they've got it all together, but all of us were designed to know the love of a Father that won't let us go. And not just buy into the system or the form of that, but to have it deep down in who we are. And all of us have been created by this Heavenly Father that won't let us go. No matter where we find ourselves, He cares and He is in love with us, which is amazing. And again, what a great reminder that wherever you find yourself, God can meet you there. In more than 60 years, I've had the privilege of intersecting the lives of literally tens of thousands of people in a very personal way. What I've discovered, just like Wade, that when we're truly honest with the inner self, our real self, no matter where we live, no matter what we have or don't have, Whether we have it all or very little, all of us just long to be known. The facts are we are now in a society that reinforces the idea that we came from nothing and there is literally nothing beyond this life. When we buy into that, we become trapped in the pleasure of the moment or the trauma of what has been. There is often a push to get to the top at all costs or on the other side, there's the extreme retreating and we find ourselves locked in the prison of past circumstances. But as we saw, King David said this, he said, God, how precious are your thoughts to me? How great is the sum of them? in other words, I found a God that I was created by. He's a father to me. And so because of that, I've found home. Never forget that God knew you before you took your first breath. And He died on a cross for you and for me so that I and you could fully know Him, discovering the purpose and the potential of who we were created to be. Today, I'm gonna have joining me Michelle. And again, Michelle always had an understanding there was a God, but for her, it was a God at a distance. As you shared with me, you've always had a faith in God. Your parents brought you up for that. But tell us a little bit about the environment you grew up in.
0: I was born in Malaysia, um, and I was the baby of a family of five, so mum, dad, brother, sister, and me. Um, We migrated to Melbourne when I was five years old, um, and that's where I grew up. My parents, they, yeah, they really loved us. They worked really, really hard for everything we had. Church was a non-negotiable for us, you know. um, Even in my teenage years of, you know, perhaps going out and partying all night, I'd still get up and go go to. to church. I believed I was a good Christian, you know. I went to church occasionally. I read the Bible, you know, sometimes. I prayed most days. I was a good person. You know, coming to New Zealand probably about 16 years ago, um, sort of went through another sort of patch where I wasn't planted in a church. um, And I was just sort of going through the motions of Christianity.
1: Because there is for all of us, I think, this challenge of, okay, we've experienced God's presence and we have something inside that says it's right. But to know God on an ever increasing basis brings you deeper and deeper. And then you know that you're known by him. And so more than a great idea or even something that you believe is right, it becomes personal. Oh. When did that change for you?
0: So August 2018 my sister um, suddenly was called home to be with the Lord yeah. and you know I just had so many questions for God. Yeah. If you were God you know why did not you intervene at that moment? Well, you know you say in your word that everything works together for good and how can this mm. For good, you know, to take a mother away from her children and just um it just led to a great sort of wrestling match with God that just lasted for days and weeks and months. Um, until I just I finally just progressed to a point where everything that I knew in my head, that Jesus died for mankind, you know, all of that just became personal. And um, I just felt God say to me in that moment, as far as the heavens are from the earth, and as, um, you know, my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And I just felt His presence just fill me and um, just an overwhelming sense of peace. And I just, I just knew that, um, that it was true. It was just, you know, I didn't get the answers I was looking for, but I just received a fresh revelation in my spirit. You know, I just realized that God doesn't owe me answers. He doesn't owe me a miracle because he's already given me so much.
1: You know, the reality of life, if if we're all very honest, is not easy. Mm. You know, and to lose your sister, lose someone very close to you, which many of us have, it's, there's a grief that, that goes deep and there are scars that you carry which you still carry today and will for the rest of your lives. Um, and and if there is someone today here at Easter going, you know, well God you died and you rose again and your promises are so big and yet I've experienced something that I can't understand can you encapsulate what you you would say to them needs to happen for them? It's like, is it I'm gonna trust you more than get the clarity I need. What would you say has helped you go deeper into God rather than run from Him?
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, it is a decision that you've got to make. and It's a daily decision Mm -hmm. to um, choose to trust God and His sovereignty Mm -hmm. over the lack of clarity and to choose to trust God's identity over the current reality um, and to choose not to not to believe in only what we can see in the natural, but to put everything under the light and see it against His truth. Be honest and authentic with yourself and with God because He knows you. Um, just cry out to Him and, and He will hear you. He will fill you with His Spirit. And from where I was before, I'd say get yourself into a group. Wow. Relationships are fundamental to our Christian faith because it's where we will grow spiritually. Deepen your friendships with one another and um, get your root systems in place for when you're gonna need them most. Finally, I'd say don't give up, you know, keep persevering um, because God's not looking for a perfect Christian. It doesn't matter how many times you come up for an altar call or you rededicate your life. Um, Just keep persevering and don't give up.
1: Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for sharing a bit of your heart too and the encouragement for all of us. Because Easter is this incredible time where we realise God gave everything. In our humanity, often we go through confusing stages where God, if you're good, then why? But I do believe, as you said, Michelle, so powerfully, it's kinda, God never promised clarity on everything. There is an enemy who's at work. But God's promise that He'd take the worst things of our human living and He would bring good from it. But that's why when we know God, we know He's not bad. God doesn't take people. Life finishes somewhere and the enemy has his way at times. But for all of us, God wants us to know that He's there in the toughest of times. And if we go deeper into Him, then our lives are gonna move forward.